Hello, Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that's continuing its countdown to episode 100 with a candid discussion on our favorite types of lumber. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. You can tell he's just pining to give an opinion. Yes, uh, thank you, Josh. I appreciate you passing it over to me. Yeah, so my favorite type of lumber is kind of like where you have your shoulders up and you're walking forward and kind of like, uh, 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 you know, that's kind of lumber I prefer. Or the kind where you sort of like, um, you, you like feel big, but you like you take small steps. Um, this is NPR. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for that opinion, Daniel. We appreciate that. AJ, down in the back. We'll get to you eventually. That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, Janelle's here as well. And I hope she's not sick of more tree discussions after the last intro we talked about them in. No, um, my my favorite type of lumber, I think, is pr- probably um, oak. Yep, it's good, good strong lumber. I'm sure it makes beautiful f- furniture. Um, why am I here? <laughs> She's not technically wrong. I pre- appreciate that. Very, very good, very good thought there, Janelle. Thank you for that, uh, that opinion. We here at Applied Engineering, we value everyone's opinions on lumber. Um, well, Nate's here too, and uh, actually, I'm kind of afraid he's going to commit treason against the podcast after hearing our controversial opinions on lumber. All right, this is Agent Sassafras. Come in, Mother Redwood. Mother Redwood. Come in. I've got the information on the pines. Is sassafras a tree? I thought it was just a root from a different plant. Sassafras tree. Is it? I don't know anything about trees. That's that's why I'm leading this session. Yeah. No. Huh. This is sassafras, Mother Redwood. Mother Redwood. Mother Redwood to sassafras. Come in. Yes. Yes. The pines got the intel. Okay. Oh. Okay. Good. Yes. Where am I going to dead drop it? Um. Dead d- drop it about a. 10 feet due south of me. Allow me to lumber over there. Hey, Daniel, what are you you saying, Daniel? I can't can't hear you. You're kind of out of my my earshot. No, no, I'm sorry. um, No, I was just saying about 10 feet south of me. All right, it'll be under, it'll be on Papa Oak. Okay, Papa Oak, I see. Hmm. Well, something weird's going on over there, but I can't hear it. So I guess we'll move on with the rest of the discussion. Um, Joel's here too. And well, you know, He's got pretty good taste. He's always known how to spruce things up. Yeah. And and do you know, Josh, what I what I like to use to spruce things up? What? That's right. Ebony. Ebony is truly the most powerful type of lumber. Oh yeah? Tell yeah. me more, please. Well, it is powerful. Oh. That's that's very awesome. I, I'll have yeah. to go I'll have to get some for myself then at some point. No, you can't have any. Oh, okay. You're not you're not worthy. All belongs to you? You're not? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, moving on from there then. Um, Finally, we have AJ. And you would not believe his opinions on lumber. (laughs) What's the matter, AJ? (laughs) No, it's fine. I love it. Please share your thoughts. This is an open space. It's very punny. Go ahead, please. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I my my um. Sorry, let me get my main purpose. I was I was gonna say, excuse you. you. You're being very loud. That's okay. You already broke the facade. No, I got. Well. No, I can do it. No, I it's too it. late. It. It's too late, AJ. No, let me do it. This I can do loud. it. Yeah, you suck, AJ. <laughs> yeah, AJ. <laughs> no, come on, guys. I can do it. No, you ruined the bit. <laughs> Make like a tree and get out of here. No. Get it? I don't get it. It's bad. Yeah, because I was supposed to say leave, but, but no, then leaf. I said get out of here. Leaf. Oh, tree leaf. Tree, tree, tree's leaf. Tree's leaf. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, my favorite type of lumber is LVL lumber, which is the lumber that you use to like make the structure of a house. It's very load-bearing, and it's it's the backbone of the home. LVL. Louis Vuitton? Sounds yeah, made LVL. up. No, it's a thing. LVL. Yeah, lower vapor That's... limit. No, for us I... chemical engineers. 
Right? Is that really what it is? What's its tensile <laughs> strength? I'm interested in that. I yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not my area, guys. I just I just like it. So, so is is LV is LVL like whenever you like kind of take a wide stance and sort of like waddle very slowly? No, it's is like that le- the type of like, lumber that it is. No, it's. <laughs> I don't believe this is actually a thing. It's no, it's a thing. left. It's, it stands for left, right, left. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, Josh, if you wouldn't mind, um, I mean, if you guys want to know, it's love. No, we don't really care. Laminated veneer lumber is what's what it is. Oh well, I'm sure to erase that from my memory <laughs> after I'm done. After I'm done getting dirty. What's the LD forty of the lumber? This LVL. <laughs> no, we're moving past that. <laughs> well, thank you for that question, Nate. We'll get to that at the end of the session. Possibly. I'll probably forget about it. Um, but before we jump back into the action, I'm going to give us a quick recap. And then we will rejoin our adventures as they lumber along. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much, Daniel. <laughs> All right. So last week... Our adventurers explored the office of Professor Hundi to get some information on where he was so that they could probably interrogate him a little bit about what's going on here. And after finding some information about a haunted cave that pointed towards uh, the professor's location, our adventurers dodged past campus security and made their way to Meowthyu, the innkeep, who helped them narrow down the location of their suspicious professor. So we will rejoin our adventurers. They have just finished up a short rest in the Cozy Corner Tavern and are preparing themselves to take part on their next adventure to maybe, you know, get figure things out a little bit, get some more information. So Fergus uh, stands up. He seems like he's a little more comfortable on his uninjured leg now. And he says, well... Uh, if you guys are going to head off on your adventure, um, I, I can just head back to the to the house um, and just let uh, let Laszlo know where where you guys are. I'm sure he'd like to be able to update the health insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet he would, wouldn't he? Mm. Um, no, I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, but I, I think you shouldn't go alone. I think you should take Tua with you. Oh. Tua, don't give me that look. Yeah, Tua's sitting there. He's, he whines and patters his feet on the ground. No, buddy, here. Come here, boy. And and feel Neil down and, and kind of pet his head a little bit and kind of bring him close and say, I I love you with all my heart. I've raised you since you were a little pup. I mean, for Pete's sakes, I was there in that fire, and that's, I got you and your brothers out of there. But I I think we're getting to this point where our, our journey is getting too dangerous. It's it's not your fault. Don't. It's okay. Really. It's. I just feel like two things. One, I don't think I could stomach losing you on this journey. That's that I'm on. That I'm doing. And I, I also couldn't stomach anything happening to Fergus and Laszlo and Jason and Bjorn and the other horses. I, I need you there to protect our family. And I. Buddy, come on! You're gnawing, you're gnawing on my thumb. Come on, it's, it's gonna be okay. I, I need you to be there so I can be the best that I can be. I love you, and and I, you know, you love them, and I, I think this is for the best. I'm trusting you. And he kisses him on the head. Tuo looks like he understands, but he also looks absolutely devastated. Oh God, no! In his doggy armor with his sword, all ready for an <laughs> adventure, and now he has to head back home. <laughs> But he looks like he understands. It's gonna be an adventure either way, okay? I this gear is to protect you, but it's to protect them as well. You're the you're gonna be the man of the house, okay? And Fergus is like, I I, I don't know about and then He's older than you. And then Tuo drowns him out with some excited barking. <laughs> so then uh, Tuo grabs Fergus's uh, shirt sleeve and like starts pulling him out of the tavern to take him home. Ow, ow, Tuo, stop it! Stop! Do what, do what he says, Fergus. What? <laughs> you heard me. Yeah, he's a lot smarter than you, so listen to well, him. Hold on. Hey! That's, that, that's kind of me. But he is very smart. Like, you really should listen to him. 
Gunnar says quietly, it's only mean because it's true. <laughs> Kid's a train wreck, honestly. Matthew pops up and he says, well, I'd say more of a wimp than a than a train wreck. I mean, just a, <laughs> little, little, a little hard work, and I think he could he could probably surpass you in power. <laughs> Kid's got potential. No, um, no. Listen, Matthew, you you know a lot no, of things. No, you listen you here, Gunner. No, no, hey, hey, hey! Listen, you don't know that kid like I know that kid. That kid is way more pathetic than you can even imagine. <laughs> It's like what the pot calling the kettle black, Mr. Scaredy Cat. Oh, hey. God. That's, that, that's rude. No, that's what I thought. Look at you. You talk big, but as soon as someone small talks big against you, you shrink away like a little animal. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. That's too far. I mean, that, that, no, I mean, to be fair, you are literally a little animal, so. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I said it. Yeah. Gunner, you, you can't say that, Gunner. Yeah, you can't say that, Gunner. Oh, my God. Gunner's gonna get canceled in Emerald. No! <laughs> hey, everybody needs to calm down and, and feel It's okay, up. I'm just messing with you guys. Oh, oh thank God. God. You got me! You got me! He looks at Gunner and he says, You have potential too, Gunner. You just need to learn to let go of your pride and seize the bravery. You know, that, that's some good advice. Trust me, I, I was an adventurer back in my day. I, I know what it's like. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days I'll share some stories. They're they're a lot of fun. You're just full of surprises. Yep, that's meow. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you see, you did Vez, the thing. Vez, did you see he did oh. the thing? He did the thing. He made he made the joke. Vez, you he did the yes, thing. Yes, I see. Yep, he did, and it was very funny. Um, have you noticed Jasper just like st- staring at that empty chair over there, like a lot though? No, I get that. Oh, I thought he was just—I thought he was just hallucinating or something. Yeah, that's what I'm—I'm I'm concerned about, though, because you should go talk to him. Be a good friend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey. I'll be over um, here. I'm gonna sit with my dog. Oh God, he's gone. <laughs> good riddance. Hey, hey, Jasper. Yes. You okay there? You're looking at that chair, like there's somebody in it. I am planning out how we are going to go to the cave. And let's oh. leave immediately. Oh, let's go. Okay. Now. Um, now. Let's go. Now. What? Now. We need supplies. No. No, we don't. Yes. Now. You want to die? No. That's okay. Now. That's <laughs> not helpful. Okay. Guys, Jasper says we really need to go now, and he's hallucinating and won't tell us about it. So. No. Yep. Keep saying that, too. No. <laughs> All right. I just. Someone's waiting for me. Let's go. Oh. Let's just drop our perishables. And Meowthew kind of pops up next to Aegon, and he says, Yeah, I've, I've seen that look before. He looks like a... He has the look of a man who's seeing the phantoms of a loved one lost in the past long ago, forgotten by time, forgotten by everyone but him. And he feels like there's nothing he can do but to avenge whatever uh, caused their defeat. What do you think, Aegon? Jasper, in the mid-sentence, begins to get ready to cast, like, firebolts at Meowthew. <laughs> he's, he's just talking to Aegon. Well, uh, well, Meowthew, uh, I think that you're spot on. I think you're a genius, <laughs> Meowthew. In fact, would you would you mind like joining our party? Maybe Theo here can can, uh, can take over the tavern for you. <laughs> what the heck? Oh what? no, I, I I appreciate that, but there's a reason I retired from adventuring. Oh, this, too bad. This is oh. a maid cafe, Joel. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh Sorry, a cat cafe. <laughs> You can't say I didn't try, huh, Meowthew, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's go now. Right meow. <laughs> yeah, right meow. All right, all right. All right. Fio drops <laughs> off. Fio drops off his, like, his food and stuff and anything that's like perishable if they get wet or anything like that at the tavern. I'll leave the notes back. No, you, you can just leave those at your house. We're, we're not going to our house. Well, you can't leave them here. Well, come on, we leave our weapons here. Well, yeah, that's because you you pay me to keep them for you. Can't I pay you to hold this stuff till we get back? Sure. Well, they see that is easy. We buy a room. Oh, there you go. We'll <laughs> ju- there you go. No, d- hey, don't don't buy a room. Just just pay the guy. Yeah, here. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll just give me uh, no, just give me a gold piece, and I'll hold all your stuff till you get back. Okay, here it is. Sweet. 
So our adventurers leave uh, whatever they don't want to take with them in the tavern in Meowthy's care. And you set off to the outskirts of the city and make your way through the winding streets and the buildings. Jasper's jogging there. <laughs> Jasper's just jogging up front and everyone's trying to keep up with his uh, superhuman stamina because he's totally mechanical. And you guys <laughs> travel a few miles out of town, kind of along the uh, lake shore. It looks beautiful today. The sun's reflecting across the sparkling water. There's no wind. Uh, you can see some boats from the fishermen out doing their day-to-day jobs. It's just, it's a very beautiful sight. It's a very beautiful day. But that starts to fade as you get closer and closer to the haunted cave, which, by the way, Meowth, you had marked on your map for you. So you guys did know exactly where that was. I forgot to say that. Is it north? No, it's southeast. Okay, uh, just check. Uh, Jasper can't find it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of symmetries, I don't know which way is south. That's so silly. Oh my god. <laughs> Only north. Yeah. God, I love this feat. <laughs> so our adventurers get closer and closer, and finally they get to this kind of hilly, rocky area along the shoreline of the lake. And they make their way across the slippery rocks. Luckily, it hasn't rained in a little bit. So it's kind of shallow enough. It's it's not really too bad. But eventually, you get to the open mouth of a cave. It's about 10 feet wide, uh, 15 feet wide at the tallest. But it kind of narrows down and gets a little more circular as it descends into the darkness. And there is actually a large amount of water spilling from the lake shore down into this cave. It's about a, about a foot deep and it's going reasonably fast. Like now that's going to cause you any problems, but it does kind of spray and up and slosh against your boots. If you walk uh, into the water, I continue running in. Okay. So ja- Jasper is up front. <laughs> well, Jasper, no, hold on. We should, we should scope it out. Just run to a random cave. What if you slip? I accept the damages. What? No offense, Jasper, but you can't really take a lot of damages. Let's let, let's ease up there. How about how about it, bud? But we're on our way. We just gotta, you know, take our time, so so we don't get hurt. I have a game. It's called the five minute game. <laughs> oh <my> Go. <laughs> what? Feel will get in front and try to keep a fast pace, but he'll, he'll light a torch uh, since we're in the cave now. <laughs> Jasper's trying to speed run this dungeon, <laughs> right? All right. Jasper picks up a crate and goes into the corner and ends up at the final boss. <laughs> All right. So why don't you guys give me your marching order? Tell me who's up front and who's in the back. Um, Theo probably doesn't need to get a torch at this moment. Oh, okay. Because there's light coming in from behind you, and you can actually see some more daylight coming up from ahead of you. Whatever chamber lies uh, 100 feet ahead looks like it's open up to the air enough like to the ground above that sunlight can stream in it's dimly lit through the tunnel but it's enough that you can see just fine cool so why don't you guys give me your marching order second gunner will be in the back why not uh feel will be up front oh a gun will be second to last i'll be in front of a gun then in the middle you guys don't need to be you guys do not need to go in a line either uh, the cave is, the tunnels in this cave are about 10 feet wide, so you guys can walk side by side. And they're tall enough that there's no crouching required. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you guys can double up if you want, or you don't have to. Um, there are some parts where the cave kind of widens to 15 feet wide, and there are occasional patches of stone on the sides of this small uh, stream running down into the cave that you could stand on if you wanted to stay out of the water. So if you guys want to arrange yourselves, you guys if you guys are happy with the arrangement, we can go with it. Well, I was going to say, if we can kind of double up a little bit, maybe Vez should go in front with Fio. Okay. And then um, Aegon and Gunner can bring up the rear. Sure. Kind of protect Jasper in the middle, since Jasper's a little squishier, ironically. Yes, and I can push, I can push, uh, what was it, Fio to go faster. Faster. That's right. Yeah, because I was going to say, speaking of Jasper, he looks ahead and he sees a flash of Priscilla 
looks like she's walking into the cave and then she's gone. And then he sees a green light. It's the same emerald green of his amulet for just a moment. And then it fades that way. And he feels weird. Of course, he can see Priscilla. He's so excited. That way, guys. That way. <laughs> okay. Come on, go faster, Fee. I'm, I'm going. Can everyone give me a perception check? Yeah. Um, those of you with worms in your head, uh, you have it with advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh. Take that, Vez. Yeah. I still rolled a 15 on my dice. Wormless people. Yeah, well, so <laughs> I want a worm. It still didn't help me that much. Well, I, I got a 10. Got an so. 18. Feel also got an 18. I got a 15. Jasper's too distracted. <laughs> Come on, Jasper. Okay. Well, if he doesn't want to find whatever. Uh, so basically, everyone except Gunner and Jasper hear whispers floating in the air, kind of making their way into your ears, and you focus enough, and you realize they're not even saying words. They are voices, but they are babbling. Like, they are not saying anything in particular. They're just talking, and it's you're hearing it in your heads. Uh, Fear will share a look with the others, like point to his ears, not wanting to say too much. Like, do you hear that? Basically asking, like, do you guys hear that? I think this is what everyone was talking about. Fear nods. Talking about what? You you don't hear that? Uh, I mean, the water is kind of loud. No, it's like it's it's like in my head. There's the voices. They're just like babbling, like a brook. It's cause it's cause the worm is close to the center. You, you, you might not be alive anymore here in a couple minutes. What does that mean? <laughs> nah, it was just a really dark joke. That's I don't not know what... funny. <laughs> that means move faster. Go, go, go. Faster. Jasper, what are we doing? Who are we looking for? Explain yourself before we all go die because you want to run into this cave. Later, go. We're no. looking for that professor, uh, yes. if you would remember. He doesn't seem to want to find the professor. He sees something else. Well, remember, the professor in his notes did have a drawing of the amulet that is identical to the one that Jasper is wearing around his neck, and nobody said anything about it. I thought it's inside my chest. I did, though. I keep it in my heart. Yeah, Jasper's hiding. It didn't say anything about it. Yeah. He didn't mention it to the rest of us. Nate hasn't commented on it either, so I don't know. That's why Jasper (laughs) wants to go into this as fast as possible. He just wants to go in. He's like, yeah, amulet? Hell yeah. Priscilla? Hell yeah. Let's go. All right, no we'll, we'll get going. We'll get going, Jasper, but seriously, keep your eye out because this is dangerous just running in like this. I understand. Let's go faster. All right, All right Fuel picks up the pace. Speed run this dungeon. Dungeon? What? <laughs> <laughs> Speed run the cave. So our adventurers uh, continue to trek forward. They take this tunnel as it kind of like takes a slight incline into the earth, the water sloshing at their feet as it flows down and after a short while they get to the second source of the daylight that Fio uh, could see up ahead and before you get into it you can see that it opens up into a chamber but you can also hear voices coming from this chamber in this cave and not just in their head like they're audibly hearing them yes like you're hearing people talking up ahead Quick, they've been captured. We need to go save them. Well, no, Jasper, hold on. That's what heroes do. We can all hear it? Yes, like there are physical people up ahead who are talking. Jasper, they might not Shh, be guys. friendly. So we should we should look first. Wait, wait, we need to sneak. Come on. Yeah. Gunner, go. But, oh, God. I'm not okay. sneaky. I'm what, a big oaf. Why do I sign myself up for this? Okay, whatever. So, yeah, I guess Gunner is going to take the lead now. And he is going to stealth a, just a little bit ahead of the group. Gunner's not going to go any more than like 25 feet ahead of the group, though. Oh, okay. Uh, give me a stealth check. Uh, I never roll well on these, but I do have a high bonus. Well, thank so. goodness for the high what, bonus. What, 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 well, yeah, what does a 14 get me? <laughs> a gunner is able to sneak ahead. And he's able to make his way to this chamber. It's not massive. It looks like it's about 60 feet at its widest, but it's very irregular. 
Um, there are alcoves and areas where it looks like parts would have caved in. And there's also a small pool off to the side of the river where it looks like it kind of flows into occasionally. And in this chamber, Gunner can see several people. Um, they're all wearing armor, like uh, splint armor. So it's a relatively you know, reasonably expensive and uh, well-protected uh, type of armor. They appear to be mercenaries. They've got an assortment of weapons on them. All of them are carrying crossbows, and they've all got short swords or long swords at their sides. Uh, three of them are human. They all look kind of rough-looking. And the fourth one is a towering dragonborn with uh, brownish-red scales and large curling horns. And he is in full-plate armor. Oh, shit. But the thing that stands out to Gunner the most is they all have an emblem on their armor that proudly shows the image of a vulture. Oh. <laughs> Gunner, Should have read that letter. Gunner, oh, my God. Gunner is, like, so... He's, he's just, like, frozen for a second. He's like... I made a mistake. I shouldn't have been an adventurer. I should have just lied down somewhere in the grass and let nature kill me. Yeah, Gunner's, Gunner's having flashbacks to before his adventuring days, and he's remembering before ever setting out for Brimpton, before ever meeting the party, he's remembering getting that letter emblazoned with the emblem of a vulture, a letter from a previous acquaintance. If anything, there's a there's a chance they might see me as a co-worker. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you Gunner's, but Gunner's not going to test that theory. Oh, He's no. going to stealth back to the rest of the party. He, I mean, he, he's going to relay what he saw. He's like, there's a bunch of mercenaries. They've got, they've got a bird on their chest. I, I, I don't know what that's uh, about. And, um... Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know if they're. I mean, they're mercenaries, so I assume they're they're foes. But, but, but maybe they're not. Okay, you clearly know something about the bird thing. I mean, if it's, you can just say what kind of bird it is. Yeah, it, it's a vulture. I know, I know, I know what it is. Okay, now, Josh, <laughs> would, would would Gunner, would Gunner explicitly know that like, they're they're going to attack him as soon as they see him. He knows that they would probably try to take him in. Yeah, so z- these are some bad people, I'm telling you. If, if, if we don't take... We gotta go in Seth style. All right, let's kill him and continue. Let's go. Yeah, good good plan. Okay, yeah, let's kill um, him. Let's go. Come so, on. So Gunner, Gunner's, Gunner's gonna pull out his, his swords, and and he's gonna say, Jasper, do you have a plan? There's, there's, there, there's three of them up by the... Distract them um, while I continue over- on through the dungeon. <laughs> no, hey, hey, Jasper, what, what, what the fuck? Come on, man, what, what, what are you do? Hey, the objective. <laughs> like, so hey, wait a minute. Hey, yeah, he's like, what the hell? Don't hey, Jasper, the if we all die and you're left alone, whatever you're trying to find that you won't tell us about, you're not going to make it there. I promise you, I will succeed, irregardless of the situation. Not well, that's if you're just dead, mean, Jasper. And Jasper, irregardless is not a word. <laughs> that too. <laughs> the the, 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 oh the, the whispers in the cave start to make sense, and they say, "Well, technically, it has entered the English lexicon as of now. It's not not proper, but most dictionaries do include yeah. it as an option." Yeah. And then the voices go back to babbling. <laughs> well, you're just, you're just voices. Irregardless of what the voices said, I'm right, and let's go. Hold on, Gunner. Are you absolutely sure? That that's the only course of action here. I'm going to trust you, but you gotta tell me straight up. Here, I can go talk to him. No, listen. Wait, that works Zane, too. We can use him as bait. Y- your best case scenario is they're going to capture you and take you back to someone that which you don't want to meet. First case scenario, they just see you and shoot you in the head immediately. Okay, then I trust you, Gunner. Let's do this. Okay. Um. I'm I'm trying not to overly table talk it, but like now you're the only guy who knows what's up a- there. We actually have the drop on these enemies, so <laughs> like I feel like I just can't pass up this opportunity. Yeah, you guys can all if you guys want, you guys can make a stealth check as a group. No, sorry, no, not as a group. It would be individually, um, and then whoever succeeds on the stealth check will get surprise on these guys. 
Okay. Cool. And that's great because we're like we're not very far from him. We can just charge in. Hopefully, as soon as we get as close as possible. Okay, so that's how you want to do it. You want to do it where we just roll the stealth check and then, um, and then whoever succeeds gets to participate in the surprise round. Actually, I think actually no, man, that doesn't quite work because I don't actually make rolls for these guys. They just have set DCs. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go back, and I think it'll just be best if you guys make a group stealth check, and if at least half of you succeed, you guys all get surprise on them. I think that's just the best way to handle it. Because I just set the I just set their uh, perceptions at a certain value instead of rolling, uh, so, so it's, I, it's a little okay. bit it's a little bit different than you guys, where you guys each roll against a single stealth as opposed to you know seven. Does that, that makes sense? I hope it makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes yeah. sense. Makes yeah. sense. I'm still not rolling great, but again, good bonus. So fifteen. I don't think I've ro- like on the die. I don't. I cannot think of a time when I rolled above a ten. I have a plus seven in this thing. Well, I rolled a four, so. Oh no! Yeah. Nice. It's going great. Uh, Fio got a fourteen. I got an eleven. Oh no! <laughs> Pretty scuffed rolls. And what Nate? What Nate get? Guys, are you kidding me? Seven. Listen, it's hard. Are We're in the water. Me? There's rocks. You and guys stuff. are. Janelle was just <laughs> one short. No! Are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys are sneaking forward. <laughs> And does Jasper scream, get him now so we can go to the end of the dungeon? (laughs) I don't think Jasper is that dumb, but I think he does get a little too excited. And so he slips and he knocks into Aegon, who lets out a surprised uh, cry. And And suddenly all the heads dart in your direction and the people all stand up and they reach their crossbows and then they see your weapons are drawn and their crossbows go up in preparation for a fight. Roll for initiative, you guys. Oh, Yay. man. Oh, jeez. Classic stealth in this group. <laughs> and we don't even have anybody in heavy armor this time, so we can't even... Well, we're all tanks, so it makes up for it. Ne- no. Hey, it never hey, worked, hold on. Daniel. Hold on. Come on. I can take a punch. What? Some of us don't believe in investing points into dexterity, so. I think that's like most of the group so far. Some of us roll fives on the die, so. Uh. Well, yeah, that too. I think dexterity's too good, so we should spread our points to more useless skills. Yeah, dexterity's overpowered. I think it should go first charisma, wisdom, intelligence, and just put eights in everything else, because who cares about those stats? Oh my god. I'd put a four in con if I could. So Vez is at the top of the initiative with a 23. She Woo! realizes that uh, there is no sneaking up on these guys, and they are aiming their crossbows now. All of them have their crossbows out, and their weapons are sheathed. So what is Vez going to do? I think she's about 45 feet away from the closest guy, and that's including the, uh, any vertical surfaces she has to climb. Because three of the guys are on your left, so they're on the northern side of the room, and it's kind of like a ledge that's raised up above the water. And then there's a single guy standing by some crates uh, to your right on the southern uh, edge of the cave. I think she's going to take her chances with the guy who's by himself. And she knows, because she like uses a bow, right, that if she gets up in personal, it's harder to use a crossbow? Yeah, he won't, he'll, he'll have disadvantage to hit you. Okay. So she's just going to go and zoom uh, right up next to this gentleman who's by himself and then summon summon her arms. So that will be 45 feet of movement. I believe that I have 45 feet of movement, so that's fine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she's so fast. She's kind of scary. Um, very quick. <laughs> Whoosh! She's yeah. Naruto runs. It pretty much, yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, so yeah, she'll have the arms pop out and then she'll smack him too um so I will need a save from him well whatever save it was it was a one on the die oh so. no cool no that's good no <laughs> that's I'm afraid for me. this guy cause he's gonna get the crappy out of him man that's fine that's fine uh, well maybe he won't okay well that's four force damage from that Okay, so Vez runs forward and unleashes her uh, spectral arms and lands a glancing blow on his shoulder, but he reels back to avoid most of the blow. 
Yeah, and then I'll roll to hit him twice. So that is going to be a 17 to hit. That will match his AC. Nice. Remember, he's wearing splint armor. Okay, that's five damage. And then she'll try to hit him again. And that is over 20. And that's eight damage. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Vez runs forward and lands two solid hits on him. And he stumbles back and he's like, Hey, boss, we've got a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Gunner mutters under his breath. Man, the uh, vulture recruits anybody these days, doesn't he? (laughs) What was that, Gunner? (laughs) Nothing, nothing. (laughs) And so the big dragonborn mercenary is next. And he looks down at uh, his companion, who had just shouted. And he throws his crossbow aside and draws his great sword. Uh Uh-oh. And then he jumps down the ledge and runs up next to him. He's splashing up water as he runs through the river, and he charges straight towards Vez, and he is going to swing twice at her with his great sword. With with a roar that echoes through the chamber. Well, one of those was a natural one. Yeah! Well, that will miss. And the other one was a 17. I'm not using the die anymore, because this is the second one I've rolled on this same die. Well... Um, I, I wouldn't burn it yet, okay. personally. Then she'll, I guess she'll eat it. It's going to suck, but, you know. Okay, that's going to be 12 slashing damage. Goddamn, yep. Just thinking when a giant sea monster comes out of the cave later. Yeah. <laughs> the great sword doesn't seem so bad, you know. Tree fitty. So Vez is able to dodge most of the blow, but she does uh, like feel the edge of the blade uh just barely make its way across her abdomen and she feels like she pulls a muscle trying to dodge away from it this guy looks like a veteran warrior and after his uh, swing he stands and towers over her he is about as tall as Fio and there's actually uh, fluid dripping from his mouth and it's igniting as it's touching the air shit oh my god so Gunner it is your turn okay uh, so would I need to make a check to climb up the ledge that the dragonborn jumped down from? No, I, it's short enough that it's just going to take you 10 feet of movement to climb up it vertically. Okay, well... It's only it's only a five-foot ledge, so... Right, so Gunner is going to uh, use bonus action, shift into his bestial form, looks, which looks cool as hell. <laughs> uh <laughs> And that's all the description I'm yeah. going to give. It looks just looks cool as hell. And he's going to use his action to cast a uh, mirror image on himself. And then he is going to run up. So Gunner has 45 me- feet of movement right now. And he also does not need to spend that extra, any extra movement to climb. Oh, nice. Due to his athletic feet. He's just going to like ninja run all the way up to the uh, two guys with the crossbows which were by where the dragonborn was he was gonna say I hope you boys are hungry cause I'm serving up justice <laughs> and they look at Gunner and one of them's like fuck boss it's him it's the guy <laughs> and the dragonborn whirls around and Vez sees him look right at Gunner and Gunner now has his full attention Heck, the guy that she Uh-oh. just punched also turns and look, looks up at Gunner, and you see surprise <laughs> go across his face, too. I have made a mistake. <laughs> I I have made a mistake. And that's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Gunner makes a mistake with his turn. And then we're on to Fio. Well, Fio's going to charge in right after Gunner. He'll, he actually has 40 feet of movement, if you remember from his level up. And he can get all the way into the map and get up next to that big guy that's attacking Vez. And he'll he'll look at him and go, pick on somebody your own size! And he'll just swing at him recklessly with his, his great axe. I love that. Oh, that's a natural 20! Good. Just Gunner and Fear going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> why? They don't know. They don't know. They have no idea. <laughs> Here we go, here we go. 
Uh, I grabbed the d20 again. I meant to do the d12. Here we go. Okay, so that is a total of 14 on that first hit. Oh, wow. That is a really good hit. I got a seven. I got two sevens. No, that's not it. Yeah. Like, I no. think Theo swings Four. his axe, and it swings right into the uh, breastplate of the Dragonborn's plate armor. And he stumbles back, and he looks a little winded, and his eyes dart straight to Theo. Huh, maybe you're not so big. And I'll swing again. All right, here's a second attack. All right. That's okay. It's a, it's a 19 to hit. That will also hit. Awesome. 12. Nice. That's a, another 11 damage slashing. Oh, wow. Sweet. See, Theo gets two really good hits on him. The second one glances across the shoulder, and the Dragonborn lets out a low growl as he measures Theo up. All right, that'll be his turn. And uh, Josh, just so you remember, I did recklessly attack, so everybody has advantage on me now. Okay. You are definitely looking like a really good target for the Dragonborn. <laughs> My beefy boy! All right, now we're on to Aegon. Oh, well, Aegon is going to run up to the mouth of the cave and look over towards the Dragonborn because he is obviously the most threatening one. And uh, he's going to, you know, wave his rod about and create a bonfire underneath the dragonborn. Which okay, even, so that's a dexterity saving throw? Yes, so the, the water underneath him kind of like boils up and kind of parts and this burning flame appears underneath him. Okay, that'll be a 15. Ah, 15 fails. Really? Yes, cool. I have 16 spell save DC. Nope. Uh, so that will be 2d8s of fire damage. Which actually, now that I'm thinking about it, he's probably resistant to. Yeah, um, but I was waiting to drop that on you. <laughs> well, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's got elemental adapt. Yeah. Oh, that's right! I, I do oh. have elemental. The, drag, the dragonborn feels the fire welling up under him, and he's like, I can stand this. Wait, no, I can't. This sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, so that is 8 plus 4, 12 fire damage to him. Oh, wow. Okay. And the fire maintains its place underneath him. Man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he'll stand right there. He'll hold his position. <laughs> All right. So the other mercenaries are going to go. Uh, the one in front of Vez is not too bright, and he is just going to try to fire his crossbow at her point blank. And he has disadvantage because uh, you're next to him. Well, one of those was a natural 20. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. And then the other was a 17. Well, okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> She's just going to get hurt. I mean, oh, Janelle, he is firing a projectile at you. Just so oh, you know. Yeah, I know. True. So we're going to see if that works. Hopefully not. Hopefully it slam it back in his face. I mean, what? So <laughs> So that's going to be four points of piercing damage? No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be slammed back in his face. Okay, you're going to use your uh, catch projectile ability then? Yeah. Uh, so... It's reduced by 1d10 plus dex mod plus monk level. So I, think, that, I think you've, de yeah. you've deflected it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I don't even need to like, roll. Uh, um, and if I catch it, uh, I can hurl it back at him and just use key point. So we're going to do that. No, I think you still have disadvantage because you're making a ranged attack back at him. I know, but we could. this could be fun. I don't know. It could be fun. I love I love this image. <laughs> He's just like point blank. Pew, she catches it she, and throws it back. She just catches it like midair and just like tosses it back in his face. Like Whether or not it hits, it makes a point. <laughs> huh. A very well, sharp one. That was a natural one. 20. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. Oh, Josh. That's so funny. Anyway, so I rolled a 20 and a 17. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, re really trying to show him up. Yeah, the 17 will hit, so that matches yes. his AC. Yes. Well, that was 17 on the die. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I thought you said you rolled a 20 no, and a 17. No, I rolled 17 off. total. Oh, I thought oh, so you just that much I like, better, I like the know. parallel. The, what you rolled is what I would have rolled in a parallel universe. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so what kind of damage? It's just piercing is... damage because it's a it's a bolt. One d six or is it a d six? 
Oh, doesn't your ability tell you how much damage it does? It says I make... You make this attack with proficiency regardless of your weapon proficiency and the missile counts as a monk weapon for the attack, which has a normal range. So I guess that's a d6. So, yeah, it's it's either a d6 or whatever the weapon would be, I think. Well, it's a d10 because it's a heavy crossbow. Oh. oh. Yes, go with the d10. Go with the d10. Yeah, because I still get to add my modifier. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's a d10. It's a d10 plus your modifier. Okay. That'll be nine damage. Wow, so he fires the crossbow bolt. Vez catches it, spins, and fires it back at him with more force than what he fired it. And it just <laughs> penetrates his armor, cuts one of the straps off, and his shoulder plate falls off. And he's just looking in shock like, fucking witch. <laughs> no, why are they so dumb? I've been called worse things, so... And she'll just smile at him because that's how Vez gets in battle. It's very weird. <laughs> so the uh, the two mercenaries near Gunner are a little more intelligent. Um, one of them's going to drop his crossbow, and he's going to kind of maneuver about 10 feet around Gunner in a radius. And he's going to kind of get behind a uh, large, like, kind of... What do, you, what do you call them when a stalactite and a stalagmite merge? Just a, a stalagmerge. It's just a column, I think. Just call him. I'm going to call it a stalag merge. Uh, he gets <laughs> right behind the stalag merge and uh, uh, kind of tries to hide himself from any ranged attacks. And then he is going to draw a long sword. And he's going to wield it two handed and he's going to make two attacks against Gunner. Okay, I'm going to try and use some duplicates. It's going to be a 14 and a 14. Okay, well, so the first one, I use a duplicate and 14 matches the duplicates AC. And the second one, I would do the same. So, yeah, honestly, it would have been better if I hadn't used my duplicates. But, I mean, that that's what I would have done for each. So, uh, so yeah, he, he just strikes two of the... Uh, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The, sec- the second time, because the first one would have been gone, I rolled a seven. Mm-hmm. And if there's two, I have to roll an eight or higher. So then the second one would have technically targeted Gunner. And Gunner's AC... Is 16. So I have two duplicates left. Okay. And, and so one of them misses Gunner because Gunner dodges out of the way. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you, so so you yeah. cut the head off of one of one of my mirror images. And Gun- Gunner has to watch the, the headless image of himself tumble into the river below <laughs> and dissipate. <laughs> I, I could have quit casting this spell. It's too realistic. <laughs> you do too and good of a the, job. Uh, and the other one is also going to drop his crossbow. And he is going to draw a maul, a massive hammer. Um, oh, no. And he is going to also move kind of a little ways next to his buddy. And he is going to make two attacks against Gunner. Oh, it's going to bonk you. All right. So <laughs> so the first attack is going to be a 19. The second one's going to be an eight. Okay. So the first one, I get my duplicate. And... That and then obviously that definitely hits, and then the second one it doesn't matter because an eight doesn't hit yeah. me or duplicate. Yep. So Gunner is now, now there's two Gunners uh, dodging around. One of them got absolutely brained, and Gunner <laughs> saw Gunner saw his own face with his eyes popping out of his crushed head before it dissipates. <laughs> awful. I hate these mirror images. No, this isn't how this. I just haunted in his dreams, watching himself die all the time. I think it's just because Gunner has an overactive imagination, so when they die, it's his brain fills in what happens to them. This is literally emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. All right, we're on to Jasper. Oh, there's a Discord bot for that. <laughs> all right, Jasper, what is our little mechanical friend going to do? I'm gonna run up. Magic can I? Can I? No. Can I see <gasps> this guy? Um. Yes, you can see the. You can see the guy uh, who was originally hiding behind the stalagmerge. Um. But I think he's gonna. <laughs> so he's gonna have a plus. He's gonna have a plus two to his AC. Well, I'm casting Tasha's hideous laughter. Oh. He's changing it Ooh. up. He's changing it up. Actually, you can call the spell Jasper's hideous laughter. Jasper's hideous laughter. Yeah. All right. You want to want to read that off uh, for the audience? As long as he's within thirty feet, one action, concentration one. A creature of your choice, you can see within range, perceives everything as being funny because Jasper is amazing. Cannot <laughs> target creatures with less than four intelligence. They must succeed a wisdom saving throw. 
At the end of each of its turns, it gets, or if it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. Ah, it says right there, Jasper. And, so Jasper? what was it, was it due to him then? He just laughs uncontrollably. He's incapacitated, right, Nate? He's incapacitated. I think that's That's the, what I was looking for. I was there looking you for go. The, the keyword there. <laughs> okay, so wisdom saving throw. That's going to be a 16. Yep. All right, Jasper now oh. runs back. The end. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the reason it doesn't work is he's already laughing at seeing two dead gunners fall into the river below. <laughs> oh, no. It's awful. I don't like it. And so, I like Jasper's spell. I don't like this. Yeah, and while, while he's laughing, he turns to Gunner and he says, Oh, boy, the boss is going to pay out of the nose for you. And this is why I should have just casted Magic Missile. Yep. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.